0: This is the Greg Peterson experience on vSIN, the sports betting network.
2: This is the vSIN 56 hour marathon of free video coverage right now. You're locked into the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got everything locked and loaded for you. It is officially Midnight Pacific, so it is a super Sunday for you all. Coming up today, we're going to have Point Spread Sunday. That is going to be leading off at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I guess you could say that this is technically leading it off as well. And then from there, you've got the Lombardi Line. That is going to be at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to go all Eastern Time to make things easier. Brent Musburger going to have an exclusive one-on-one interview with the GOAT Billy Walters himself. That's coming up at noon Eastern. And then you've got the Big Game Preview Show. That is going to be coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time, leading you into our live BetCast, following all the action, looking at all the in-game ways to be able to make some money. You do have the Primetime Action BetCast, Halftime BetCast, and then you got the Halftime Show that is going to be coming up. That's going to be with the guys from the nightcap of Tim Murray and Sean King. And then after everything is all done, we're going to be recapping it all with follow the money. That is going to be at 11 PM Eastern time, nine or 8 PM Pacific time. So we've got you covered throughout the day. You're going to be seeing big names coming onto the show like Chris Berman. You're going to have Mike Pereira riding along with us as well. So we've got you covered on what is a very super Sunday. I'm glad to be sort of, To use a baseball term here, I am the opener on this one. Greg Oops Peterson, very happy to be here and very happy to be here with a great crew as well. All the guys behind the scenes, they do absolutely incredible work. Brian Ortega, I know he's produced a couple different shows. He wound up helping out with that Pete Rose interview that you wound up seeing on BetCast a few hours ago. He does absolutely... Superb work. My man Nick, he is the technical director of this fine show. He is doing absolutely amazing work. I know that we've got Oliver, our wonderful production assistant, Mikhail, always gets me set up on audio. While you see so many of us up here behind the microphone with myself talking into the microphone, as best as I humanly can. All these guys behind the scenes, they make it possible for you to be able to see me, hear me. All the hours of free streaming that you're getting this weekend, all of it is because the gentlemen behind the scenes, they've got everything all rigged up, wired, and they've got us all good to go. So a big thanks to them. They do absolutely amazing work. They are the best in the business. So very happy to be working along with them and very happy to be riding along with you guys as well. I want to try to provide a little bit of something different because let's call it what it is. You're getting a lot of Super Bowl coverage this week. I mean, I'm sure that you've turned on a TV, a radio, and you've heard something about the Super Bowl. I mean, there's just so many people. They've got so many takes, and a lot of them are trying to answer the same questions. i thought, you know what? How can we wind up going into a little bit of a different market? Because there are many of you out there that you obviously handicap the NFL, but at the same time, you might wind up doing some NHL with myself. It's college basketball. You heard it in the last hour. I wound up doing a breakdown of comparing a lot of these teams and how far they're going to be going in the NCAA tournament compared to things like more or less receptions for player X slash Y. I think that that's something that's really intriguing to take a look at. So that way you will put more of the sports that maybe are a little bit more of your bread and butter to work for you with regards to Super Bowl. And I think that it is a very fun way to be able to go about it. So how about if we take a look at a little bit of something with regards to these player props and how they relate to hockey games, because the big game is not the only one that is going down on sunday you're able to make some money out there in the nhl you've got four games there in college basketball i believe that officially you've got 18 games it might be 17 but i think that there's 18 games in college basketball you've got a few nba games as well so you've got ways to be able to make money that aren't the super bowl on this sunday so how about if we wind up trying to be able to put that to work for you how about if we take a look at some of these Westgate Superbook props of the NHL? You've got this one with Capitals shots on goal. That is at minus 110. You got minus 110 both ways versus Joe Burrow pass attempts. Now you're laying an attempt in and a half when it comes to Joe Burrow. But we're gonna put it to you this way: with Joe Burrow laying in a pass attempt and a half. Let's say that Joe Burrow has 30 pass attempts. The Capitals they would need to get at least 29 shots on goal for you to be able to cash this prop. But When it comes to it, it is a game of which the capitals, they're going to be taking on the Washington senators who aren't quite as poopy as they were last year. They're still relatively poopy, but they're not quite as poopy as they were last season. That's really the Montreal Canadians this year. Boy, oh boy, that has been a big giant train wreck and a half. And you're not finding any cross-border props with regards to that Canadians versus Sabres game, because I don't know if that's a game that too many people are going to be wanting to tune in on, especially more of the casual fan, but I'd be taking a look at Joe Burrow pass attempts here just because I do think that this is a situation in which Joe Burrow is going to be able to utilize his running back a little bit more than Matthew Stafford in the past game. You're going to be hearing a prop on Joe, Joe Mixon receptions here in a minute. But when it comes to Joe Burrow, I do think that he's going to be airing it out quite a bit. You take a look at the Capitals and got to figure that they're going to be able to get a good amount of shots on goal because let's call it what it is We're playing against the they're playing against the senators in this game. That's not necessarily what you want to be seeing. And you just take a look at how prolific the Capitals have been in general on offense They're a team that they still have out there. Some of the best that you're going to be finding in the game. So I do think that they are going to be able to do a relatively solid job of being able to get things going. But with Joe Burrow, I could easily see him throwing North of 35 passes and Get north of 35 shot attempts in an a- NHL game. That is a little bit tough. If you take a look at the passing prop itself, when it comes to Joe Burrow, that is at 36 and a half at bet MGM. So that means that if he winds up hitting his prop of 36 and a half to the over, so 37 or higher, that means that the Capitals need to get at least 35 shots on goal. That is a big giant ask here for darn near any NHL team. So I do think that you just have inherent value here on the on the uh, player prop of Joe Burrow. I think that it's a situation which he's going to be throwing it quite a bit. You take a look at Joe Mixon, and I do think that he's going to be a relatively high usage guy, but when it comes to Cincinnati Bengals, it is relatively a one-man band when it comes to their running game as well, because with Joe Mixon, he's gotten 52 rushes here in the postseason. Nobody else has gotten more than nine, and guess who's number two at nine? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Burrow, they want to be utilizing Jamar Chase for a few carries. And we've seen a couple of Samaj P. Ryan props. I think that if you're taking a Samaj P. Ryan prop, you should be, but just spending your money on lotto tickets at this point. Because with P. Ryan, he's literally gotten one carry here in the postseason. He did have one nice big reception that you want to be seeing in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think that you're just pretty much hoping for a lightning strike. It, when it comes to Sabaji GP Ryan, he's got no value here whatsoever. So I do think that you're going to be seeing Joe Burrow throwing it a lot here. And when it comes to Joe Burrow, if you take a look at the average of the three postseason games that he has been playing in, he's thrown a grand total of 109 attempts. So that means that it's right around 36-ish per game. I fully expect him to throw the ball north of 40 times. And if you want to take a shot here on the Capitals, getting more than 38 shots on goal, You be my guest. I'm going to ride with Joe Burrow on this one. How about if we go with a little bit more of something more concrete? The avalanche goals versus Joe Mixon receptions. This is minus 110 both ways. I think that Joe Mixon is actually going to have himself a big game out of the backfield. I think that he's going to be hauling in the ball quite a bit, so... You're going to need the Avalanche, in my opinion, to get north of five goals, and you don't want to be betting on a team getting north of five goals in the NHL, even though the Avalanche are a very prolific team, even though the Avalanche, they do like the lamp quite a bit, I do think that you're going to be seeing the ball go to Joe Mixon quite a bit, and you just take a look at Mixon in general, and the way that he has been performing recently, he has gotten at least three receptions in each of the last five games that he has played in, he's gotten at least six receptions. In three out of the last five as well, so he is someone that is being really utilized out of the backfield. If you take a look at his player prop at BetMGM, his receptions prop of three and a half that is juicy to the over at minus 140 for three and a half. I think that he's going out for five plus here. I could easily see it going to six. And when you're asking for anything north of I would say full four goals in the NHL, then you're really in a roll of the dice scenario and just a case in which I can't wind up seeing it happening. I think that Joe Mixon, if you're looking for player prop overs, he is someone that I'd be certainly taking a look at. I also think that Jamar Chase has a good chance of being able to get a player prop over. When it comes to more of the long shots, I think that you're having a little bit more value with regards to the lesser guys of the Rams rather than with the Cincinnati Bengals because I think that it's going to be a lot of Joe Burrow throwing it to Joe Mixon along Jamar Chase. And I don't think that guys like T. Higgins and company are going to be necessarily seeing the ball a whole heck of a lot, so I do think that the star catchers of the Cincinnati Bengals do have a little bit more value than say a Cooper Cup, especially with just how high Cooper Cup's value is when you wind up getting north of 100 yards. That is a big giant ask. And speaking of Cooper Cup, we've got who will have more: Sidney Crosby points or Cooper Cup touchdowns? The touchdowns of Cooper Cup. That is at plus 120. It might be bad, but I think that your most likely scenario here is a push because I think that there's a good chance that Cooper cup does not wind up finding the end zone. I wouldn't want to lay 140 here with Sydney Crosby. I think that Sidney Crosby has a good possibility of being able to get a single point. And there's no, there's no half shading here because you'll notice with some of these props, like I was going through it last hour with regards to the NCAA tournament props, you were laying like half a win or something like that. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at when it comes to some of these specific props. But you aren't laying anything here. It's just the points. So you can wind up having very likely a push in this scenario. And I think the most likely outcome is a push. If anything, if this will be a minus 110 line, I'd be going with the Sydney Crosby points. But once again, we do not wind up having that. If you're going to be betting this, I will be wanting to take a little bit more of a look at the plus money, even though I'm not necessarily bullish on Cooper Cup. At the same time, you are able to get a little bit of value that way. And I think that that's very important with a lot of these props as well. If you're able to get some of these comparison props, like the ones I'm going through right now, you are able to take a look and see, okay, we are actually getting a little bit of a plus price here. And you want to be putting yourself on the side of that because then the percentage that you need to hit in order to be able to make a profit goes down and down and down which i am always a fan of but coming up next we're going to be going through a couple more of these cross sport props that we are seeing for the super bowl right here on VSIN the sports bank network as you are locked into the greg peterson experience part of our 56 free hours of VSIN streaming himself on
0: v the sports betting
2: network coming up today we've got a very exclusive interview for you billy walters the michael jordan of sports betting he's going to be sitting down with v for just his second ever i guess you could call it interview on multimedia platforms his first was with 60 Minutes. Now he's going to be joining the legend himself, Brent Musburger, for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting, advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports bettor, as well as his upcoming memoirs. This exclusive interview is only available on Vsin and that is the Sports Betting Network. You're able to watch the complete interview at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here on vsin.com. I'm sure that we're going to be airing it throughout, but that is going to be, the first of it, as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on v the Sports Bank Network. And when it comes to the big game, there's just so many different ways to be able to fire in and bet on it. I am going through a couple multi-sport props that you're able to do right now because I know that there are many of you guys out there that you've got different sports of different fortes. For myself, it is college basketball. You might be a little bit more of an NBA handicapper. There are some of you guys that... If you're a little bit of a soccer handicapper, there's a little bit of something for you as well. I'm not necessarily someone that is necessarily much of a soccer handicapper, but at the same time, if you're locked into something like Real Madrid, places like DraftKings are gonna offer like more Real Madrid goals versus insert player prop here. So that is something that you're able to take a look at. And I do think that is very awesome to be able to take a look at And We've got a couple other ones with regards to comparing the NHL To the Super Bowl, this is one in which is via the Westgate Superbook, and this is going to be for the Golden Knights game that's going to be coming up in a few days. Keep in mind that the Golden Knights, they are not going to be playing on Monday, so you do want to be keeping that in mind because you're going to be having a little bit of, I guess you'd call it, action throughout the next few days, but what is going to be happening more of. Vegas night shots on goal or Joe Burrow pass attempts. This is one in which you're fighting Joe Burrow laying a half a attempt here. So it's once again, going back to what I was talking about a bit earlier with regards to the Joe Burrow pass attempts versus what we wound up seeing in the first prop of the Washington capital shots. I just think that you would probably need to be getting the golden Knights to be able to get at least 38 shots on goal. And I don't know if I want to be taking a shot on, Any NHL team getting north of 38 shots on goal, I think that this is going to be very much Joe Burrow's game. I think that Burrow is going to be airing the ball out a lot because I just think that the Bengals themselves are going to be running the ball a little bit less because they do wind up utilizing Joe Mixon so much out of the backfield. I think that that is very important to be able to gauge with regards to this one. And when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of the Bengals team in general, I do think that they are going to be held down a little bit more by a defense that to put it the best way, I think that it is bend, but don't break because you've got both of these teams that they want up being towards the league average with regards to yards allowed. But at the same time, they did a very good job of being able to keep points off the board. So I do think that it's a case in which you're going to be seeing quite a few pass attempts here by Joe Burrow. I think that he's going to be targeting Jamar Chase quite a bit. I think that he's going to be targeting quite a bit of Joe Mixon as well. I think that he's going to be utilizing his running back out of the backfield. So I go to Joe Burrow pass attempts in this one. I do think that you're going to have plenty of those. And then you wind up going into that same Knights game of what will there be more of Golden Knights goals. And you're laying a half a goal here versus the Los Angeles Rams touchdowns. And I'm going to go with Vegas Knights goals. They're referring to the game that they're going to be playing against the Colorado Avalanche. I think that the golden Knights are good for three goals in this game. I don't know if they're going to be able to necessarily get much more than three goals, but I think that they can get a three spot here. And then when it comes to the Rams, I'm on this total under in the game. I don't think either team is going to be getting North of 24 points. I do think that you're going to have the field goal kickers utilize quite a bit in this game. I'm of the belief that both the Bengals and the Rams are going to be getting both two touchdowns apiece. So I do think that you've got relatively good value here with the Golden Knights goals, especially now that you're getting even money on this prop as well over there at the Superbook. So I do think that you have yourself a relatively solid look there. And I was mentioning it a little bit earlier with regards to some of these cross support props, with regards to some of these player comparison props being able to put yourself on the side of plus money rather than laying a price, I think that that is so important. And the reason why I bring this up is that the break-even percentage on minus 110, so your generic spread, that is 52.38%. As you wind up going up and up with the juice, it gets harder and harder to be able to hit that break-even point. So I do think that being able to get an even money bet here on Golden Knight goals, pretty much, in my opinion, you're just gonna need the Golden Knights to be able to get to three here. I know that there are others that they might think that the Rams are going to be able to score more touchdowns. And that's such a big part of it as well. This is a little bit unique to your handicap on the game and really your handicap on both games as well. If you think that there's going to be a possibility that the golden Knights are going to lay a big giant stinker and they wind up not getting any goals whatsoever on the Colorado av- avalanche. Well then, yeah. You probably want to be taking a look at Rams touchdowns, especially if you think that the Golden Knights are going to be shut out because they're laying a half a goal. So if they wind up scoring zero, your bet is automatically cashed no matter what. I've had a couple of these throughout the years when it comes to Super Bowl. I still remember we had one that was very similar. It was a Boston Bruins versus Washington Capitals game. It was during the Rams versus Patriots Super Bowl. I wound up taking more sacks in the big game as opposed to Washington Capitals goals and it was a case in which the washington capitals in their game against the Boston bruins they scored zero goals so literally within the first 10 minutes of the game because i just needed one sec for it to be able to cash we were able to get there was able to get there very very easily it is the easiest super bowl bet i've ever had in my life and that's part of why i wind up bringing these up as well some of the easiest bets that you're going to be able to get on the big game You're actually able to get right here. Now you do have some of these bets that they're going to cash a little bit faster because some of these bets they are how many yards will there be in the first rush of the game? Obviously, if you're someone that's looking for very quick and easy action, that is certainly one that you're able to take a look at because you're not going to be sweating it out very, very long at all. Obviously like a first quarter spread, you know what's going on there. Not a case in which you wind up taking a bet for a full game. You know that the full bet is not going to be coming your way because you wind up taking like the over, and it's like three to zero at halftime. It's like, all right, I don't need to watch a game anymore. Let's watch Desperate Housewives reruns. I don't think that too many people are going to be doing that. If you wind up going to a Super Bowl party and you request to watch Desperate Housewives reruns because your bet is not going your way, there might be a few funny looks. There might be a few people that are laughing at you. I would actually respect the hustle, but that's just me personally. I am not most normal people. So you probably don't want to be doing that, but it is a case in which you do. wind end up having that going on as well. And then when it comes to another prop that you're seeing with regards to these cross props, with regards to that same game of golden Knights versus avalanche, what are you going to be seeing of more goals with the avalanche or T Higgins receptions? And T Higgins is laying a reception and a half. And, I think that you've actually got some value here with the Avalanche. Once again, the handicap that I would go with is you got to feel like the Avalanche are going to be able to get in three goals in this one. Now the Golden Knights may be able to do a relatively solid job with their defense all season long. Rob Lerner is letting up right around 2.8 goals per game, so. You got to feel like three is that arbitrary number. The Avalanche, they've been very prolific on offense with the Avalanche and the Golden Knights ever since they've come into the NHL. They've had themselves a relatively solid rivalry. And for the Avalanche, they've gotten to do at least three goals in four out of their last five games. Meanwhile, if you take a look at the Golden Knights and that side of things, Golden Knights, they have been shut out in two out of their last, or they've been shut out once in their last five games. But at the same time, they've been held to three goals or fewer in now three out of their last five. But I think both teams should be able to get to three in this game. I do think that there's a possibility that you could wind up seeing things get a little bit more haywire in with T Higgins. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not necessarily too bullish on him. I really feel like the ball is going to be going a lot more to Joe Mixon, coupled with Jamar Chase in this one, because Jamar Chase, I really feel like his connection with Joe Burrow, what these guys were able to do in the college football playoff, that is really going to be ringing true. I think that. When you wind up having guys in big moments like this, they go to what they know. Joe Burrow, he certainly knows Jamar Chase. So I do think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at. And when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of the Rams as well, I do feel like you're going to see Sean McVay wind up mixing it up from what he wound up doing a few years ago with the New England Patriots. You just hear from all these coaches that, they just reference the fact that they to maybe over preparing a little bit for the big game the first time around. Second time around, they were a little bit more within their element. They knew what they wanted to do a little bit more. The workflow was a little bit more simplistic and sometimes not winding up messing with happy is something that works out very well for these coaches as well. At the same time, you do want to be sort of having something in the back pocket in case something does go wrong. As the saying goes from the water boy, it's the last game of the year can't hold anything back now. So I do think that both of these coaches will be having a little bit of that in mind, but I do think that when it comes to the Bengals, they are going to be targeting their star players. I don't think that they're going to be going too far off of that. And when it comes to T Higgins and what he's been able to do here in the post season, he has been able to give you 14 receptions, So he's averaging right around five per contest. But I think that this could be a case in which he winds up getting held down a little bit more. In the last two games, he really was able to bust out. But previous two games, last game that he wound up playing in the regular season, coupled with that Vegas Raiders game, he wound up having a combined four as well. So I do think that you've got a relatively solid look there with the Colorado Avalanche goals. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at some more oddities of the Super Bowl and sort of the off-the-beaten-path ways to be able to look at this game. That's up next right here on v Esports Bank Network.
0: Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: One expert pick worth two times the points. Join the action on the biggest Sunday of the football season with the L'Oreal Men Expert Pick. Play for free for your shot to be able to win $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash now to be able to draft your lineup before game time. And then that is all one word. I'm an expert L'Oreal because gosh darn it. We're worth the Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on v the Sports Betting Network. And we are taking you through all the different ways to be able to bet on the big game. And one thing that I've yet to hit on with regards to this show, I've hit on it a few times, but we're going to be re-racking it in the final segment. Just my side in total. So we're going to be going through it a little bit more simplistically because you're going to be hearing all different ways to be able to take a look at the Super Bowl. You're going to hear just all these various different props. You're going to be hearing just every single idiosyncrasy of every single player on planet earth. And I personally, you're going to notice I didn't wind up talking too much about the rest. I know that there are quite a few people that they try to take a look at ref trends. I just think that you throw those out the window a little bit more when it comes to the super bowl, just because I think that these guys are instructed before the game. Don't call anything ridiculous here. You don't want to be the reason that they are talking in the AM you just notice it with the Super Bowl in general, just taking a look at past Super Bowls. Typically, the rest, they wind up being a little bit more hands off. If there's a clear and obvious penalty, they'll call it, but they don't want to become the ref show in this one. But when it comes to some of these novelty props that you're able to find at DraftKings, these are a little bit more fun. Now, I told you guys my take on the coin toss a little bit earlier on this show. Find a buddy to bet on the coin toss with, don't give the books your juice. Don't pay minus one oh five to bet heads or tails. If you wind up betting with your buddy, if you put down ten bucks, you're gonna be able to get back ten bucks. Don't don't dive into betting at any sports book. Your head slash tails coin toss outcomes. Please don't. I mean that if if you don't take anything else away from me, take away the fact that you don't have to pay the juice on the coin toss. So there's that. Now we go into the things that you probably actually want to be taking a look at. How about any kick to hit the uprights? The yes is plus $4, then no is minus five fifty. I don't know about you, but when I watch games, it typically, if you're a fan of, say, the Green Bay Packers, like I am, if you're a fan of, we're going to throw out there, the Minnesota Vikings. How many times do you legitimately in a game see any sort of a kick hit the uprights? I would say out of every 20 games, I would think that it's about two. So I guess inherently, I think that there's value on minus 550. But once again, you have to place that bet. And if you place that bet six times with regards to to be able to hit the uprights or not, if you bet on the no six times and you wind up betting the same amount of money every single time and the no winds up coming through five out of those six times, You've lost yourself money because the juice is just that immense at minus 550. So I don't necessarily recommend a play there, but I would need more than plus four dollars to be taking a look at any kick to be able to hit the uprights. Although I will say this is a little bit correlated because if you think that there's gonna be a lot of kicking, you're probably gonna find much more opportunity, much more opportunity for a kick to hit the uprights. If you don't think that there's gonna to be too many field goals attempted, slash extra points. Well, then obviously you're going to be finding a little bit less because it's based on opportunity as well. This one I think is very intriguing. Jersey number of the first touchdown score under 23 and a half is minus 140, over 23 and a half is plus 110. I find this to be fascinating because this is where you want to be taking a look at the jersey numbers of some of your top players because you've got obviously out there Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon guys like this and you want to be taking a look at their jersey numbers and for one obviously this means that if you think that joe burrow or matthew safford is going to be through, is going to be scoring the first touchdown under 23 and a half that cash is right there but you take a look at joe mixon you know what his number is for the cincinnati bengals 28 so that is one that winds up helping you out a little bit more for that but a lot of these star wide receivers in this game, you're going to be finding them with a little bit of lower jersey numbers. Now, a guy that I'm not necessarily too bullish on for this game is T. Higgins. He does have a number 85, but Cooper Cup is number 10. So we've seen him as one of the big guys to be able to be on the board with regards to any time touchdown. And Javar Chase is number one. So your main two wide receivers are very low jersey numbers. They fall under this number. Sony Michelle for the Rams. He's number 25, so you're able to get a little bit more out of the Rams, in my opinion, because I do actually think that Sony Michelle is going to be having a little bit of a bigger game in this one, rather than what you're going to be able to get out of Cam Akers. I know that Cam Akers has been of a lot of hubbub recently, and rightfully so, because he did wind up seeing a lot of carries in the postseason, but I think that he's going to be someone that is a little bit more pedestrian in this game. I don't think that the Rams are going to utilize them as much, but I think that that number of 23 and a half is intriguing because cam acres number 23. I do think that the under is a good player just because when you run through the options, you don't have a lot of options of guys that have a number that is north of 23 because I mean, even van Jefferson, one of your longer shots on the board, he's number 12 for the Rams. i have just think that you don't have to handicap A. P. Ryan in general in this. The guy has not gotten enough touches to really warrant this. And the tight ends in general, you're not going to be finding a lot out of them because when it comes to the LA Rams, you do have Kendall Bland who's going to be taking the place of Tyler Igby. As we know, the Bengals are dealing with a little bit of a tight end situation themselves with Uzama being banged up. So I think that that makes it a little bit easier on this. If I'm looking anywhere, I'd be looking at the... Under on this one. I do think that minus 140 is actually relatively solid value. I do think that this is one that you could cash north of 60% to be able to make it profitable long term. So if I'm looking at a prop that you're willing to lay a little bit more juice on, I do think that this is going to be an intriguing one. Now, these next two are ones that I would want absolutely no part of. Will the Bengals win the coin toss and the game? And will the Rams win the coin toss and the game? You're able to find the Bengals at plus 350 on this one. With the Rams, you're finding that a little bit closer to right around a plus 180-ish, plus 175-ish, and this is one in which I just don't want to have any part of having to have sort of a same, we're going to call it what it is. It's a same-game parlay here, so no, just absolutely not. I don't want to be gambling on a coin toss with regards to how my bet is going to be going. That's just something that I want no part of. If you do to each their own, I want to not be having any part of that. And then there's a player prop, there's a prop of, and I'm going to need my wonderful producer, Brian Ortega to get into my ear on this. Will there be an octopus? I don't know if they're talking about, will there be an octopus that winds up running on the field? Winds up like lifting up its tentacles and it's all cheering and everything like that. I don't know if they're talking about the halftime show where they were having like left shark, right shark or something like that. But will there be an octopus? Because I have no idea what it is. I would say no, but if there's a solid lean here, you guys let me know, because I think that that's just absolutely hilarious, or if there winds up being like an attack of the octopuses, or I think that you call it octopuses, hopefully it's not anything else, so that way I don't have to say anything inappropriate here, but I'm going to go no here, I don't want to be laying the juice, so we're going to be just completely avoiding that, and then there are a couple other various ones that you're able to find, so... It is absolutely hilarious to be able to take a look at that. But the other one that you're able to take a look at is, will there be a Super Bowl 56? Thank you. That would be with regards to the, thank you the person that they wind up mentioning first. And I do think that they need to make a little bit more known the interview. I have to assume that it's going to be the actual telecast that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, because I mean, it could be like, Oh, the interview that they wind up doing with, Local media aid and insert market here, but the thank you team slash teammates. That is even money. You've got city and fans at plus 275. You've got the, you've got God slash religion at plus 350 family is eight to one. And there's your bet right here. Family at eight to one. You've got a lot of value here because how many people don't always say I couldn't do this without my mom. I couldn't do this without my dad. I do think that. Who will be thanked first for the Super Bowl? You've always got to be thinking about the family. Coaches are at 16 to 1, by the way. Team owners at 20 to 1. I really don't think that Stan cronky is really going to be getting that much promise. And we've heard about the Bengals situation in past years as well. So I think that you could pretty much cross that one off the list. Any other at 10 to 1, maybe might be worth a little bit of a shot because I don't know. Sometimes you might wind up having some interesting scoring things here because this is a little bit more of a human prop so honestly any other at 10 to 1 might be worth a little bit of a look but family being at 8 to 1 to be mentioned first for the person that winds up winning Super Bowl MVP being thanked I do think that you've got yourself a relatively good one there so I do think that it's really interesting to be able to take a look at all these props when it comes to Super Bowl you're able to get really really exotic like you want appearing right here and You're able to go very, very basic as well because in the final segment right here of the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm going to be going through my side and total what I've got for the Super Bowl. I also, since I have went undefeated in the last seven days with regards my dk nation college basketball pick i'll let you guys know what that one is as well because that's going to be released in a few hours so i'll give you guys a little bit of something there because there are more games than just the big one in the nfl that's going to be going down on sunday so we're going to be wrapping it all up next right here on VSim esports Bang network
0: send the sports betting network
2: play at the dog films tatum versus dog 50 yard fetch for free for a shot to be able to win your share of ten thousand dollars on february 14th catch cash with channing tatum when you make your predictions in this free-to-play pool and we'll be donating an additional $10,000 to Tech for Heroes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash film now to be able to join in on the action, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions to apply to DraftKings.com for details, as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Spears Peterson. And to clean something up from last segment, I was confused on what an octopus is. Turns out, I know that there's going to be a lot of you guys laughing at me. It's when a player scores a touchdown and then on the ensuing two-point conversion, they wind up being able to cash through. I did not know what that term was. I will be completely honest with you. So I know that a couple of you guys, including our wonderful Dave Tooley wound up correcting me on that on in the last segment during the break. So I appreciate all of you guys. I was for some reason picturing like some guy in an octopus uniform dancing around on the field. And I was hoping for that 14 to one to be able to cash there. I would still hope for a 14 to one. Either way, I'd be taking a look at the no personally on that just because I think that it's very unlikely that we wind up getting that. But with that said, unfortunately we are not betting on some random guy dancing or an octopus falling from the sky. So we've got that going on. Now we've got to get into a little bit more of the basics with regards to the super bowl, because We've went through all these player props. We've looked through darn near every single nook and cranny that you're able to find with regards to Super Bowl. How about if we just wind up taking a look at it from a little bit more of a simplistic view? And I've got my two picks right here, the Bengals plus four and the under in this game as you've got the Bengals and the Rams, right? is still four total. You're finding it at 38 and a half or 48 and a half and I like the under in the spot just because I think that it's going to be tough for either team to really get past 24 points. I take a look at both of these defenses. They're very much bend but don't break defenses. And got a pair of teams that they do a relatively solid job of being able to hold up at the point of attack. I like both of these front sevens. I think that both of these quarterbacks are going to be under duress. For Matthew Stafford, he has been someone that has been known to make a couple mistakes. He has only made one mistake really here in the postseason while I'm throwing that interception in the game against the San Francisco 49ers. But you take a look at what wound up happening towards the back half of the regular season. And I don't think that it can go unnoticed the fact that he wound up having a grand total of seven interceptions in the last three games of the regular season. Now I know that there are many of you guys that can wind up just putting that off to the side, but I do think that that is a relatively big deal. Now his offensive line has done a relatively good job of being able to keep him upright all season long. 35 sacks, over the course of if you include the regular season and the postseason 20 games, that is a really good job. But Trey Hendrickson on the other side for the Cincinnati Bengals, he's been able to do a solid job all season long. And if I'm looking at any sort of a prop when it comes to these defensive players, because I do think that taking a shot on a guy to be able to get an interception or something like that, just something that I don't necessarily want a part of, but being able to bet on perhaps a sack with Sam Hubbard, I think is a relatively solid look. I was seeing him in a lot of places right around plus 150, plus 160, somewhere in that neighborhood. I know that he said that he's going to be doing it for Rambe, and he has been able to do a relatively solid job here in the postseason. has already gotten three sacks, and during the regular season, I had more like seven and a half sacks, but you can tell that he's been able to do a good job here in the postseason, and When you take a look at the Rams, they were number three in the lake with regards to sacks during the regular season. You wound up having Aaron Donald wind up having another Aaron Donald esque year, And when it comes to what you're able to get out of guys like Leonard Floyd and company, these guys do a very good job of being able to get home on the quarterback. And as we know, it's a Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that they're not necessarily what you were thinking coming into the year, because there was obviously that big draft decision. Do you wind up going with Penny Sewell or do you wind up going with Jamar Chase, even though it's resulted in a few more sacks? I think that we can all agree to this point, the Jamar Chase selection has certainly worked out and it has worked out in spades for this team. But with that said, that does leave Joe Burrow a little bit more vulnerable. He wound up taking 51 sacks this year. That is towards the top of the league. And even in the postseason, we wound up seeing that game against the Tennessee Titans guys were able to get in, on get in on him there. And when it comes to the Bengals, You know that there's really one main rusher for this team, and that is Joe Mixon. I think that the Bengals are going to try to utilize him a lot out of the backfield. If there are star players, I'm looking at the over on with regards to some of the yardage and usage props. It's a little bit more Jamar Chase along with Joe Mixon rather than some of the guys for the LA Rams. Like with the Rams, I could easily see Cooper cup being able to get 10 plus receptions in this game, but I feel like he's going to be used a little bit more as a possession guy. I think that the Bengals are going to do a good job of making sure that Cooper cup doesn't wind up hurting them after the catch. I mean, the guy just winds up getting open. He's done absolutely amazing work all season long. So no offense or busts about it. Cooper cup is going to be able to get his, but with Cooper cup, having scored a touchdown each of the last five games, I do think that there's a good likelihood that this run is going to be able to come to an end. I look at this game very similarly to what we wound up seeing in the NFC championship game. As we know, in the NFC championship game, that wound up being a spread of three and a half. So similar here in this game right now, you've got a four. I know that there are a couple four and a halfs that wound up emerging throughout the week, but Pretty much everywhere that I'm taking a look at, I'm seeing four across the board. And I think that it's a very similar handicap here in that I think it's going to be a field goal game. Do I give a little bit of a lean to the Rams? Yes, which is why I do not want to be taking the money line of the Cincinnati Bengals. But at the same time, I think that whoever winds up winning this game Winds up winning it by a field goal. So you might have taken the four with the Bengals. If they win by three, they lose by three. You still are able to get there to the window. I do think that the Bengals do have a little bit of an aura around them. A lot of people are talking about the fact that they weren't supposed to be here and everything like that. They talk about just the offensive line play, but I do think that the Bengals and the Rams match up relatively well. Both of these teams have their specific strengths. Both of these teams have their weaknesses. I do think that it's going to be a little bit more of a control game. I don't think that either team is necessarily going to be allowing that big play because both of these secondaries are relatively rock solid. I think that both of these quarterbacks are going to be able to throw an interception as well. If you're taking a look at some player props here with regards to odds being be able to throw an interception, I would shop around to see who winds up having the best juice on interception. Yes, because with both of these quarterbacks, Really, the low watermark that I'm finding with a lot of them is minus 140. If you're able to get anything below that, I think that they you are getting absolutely exceptional value. Like, at DraftKings right now, I want to just pulling it up. Odds to be able to throw an interception. The Joe Burrow over is minus 145. The Matthew Safford over is minus 155. I think that being able to reduce that, if at all possible, is absolutely exceptional because take a look at it during the regular season. Burrow wound up throwing 14 picks, and he's throwing one in each of the last two games. Stafford wound up throwing one in that 49ers game and he wound up having 17 during the season. So I think that both of these guys are going to be throwing one. I think that both of these teams are going to be able to do a solid job with their defensive mindset. And we just see it typically in big games in general, whether it be the Super Bowl, whether it be the Final Four, whether it be the World Series, typically the offense winds up coming out a little bit more sluggishly as well. And then they wind up heating up as the game winds up going along. So if you're looking at some of these like First quarter, first drive, first 10 minutes, five minutes, what have you, sorts of props. I'd be looking a little bit more defense-oriented with those. I'm not necessarily someone that wants to be taking a lot of those props because I'm a firm believer in trying to get the biggest sample size humanly possible when it comes to a lot of these bets. It's a big reason why instead of going with like a first five in baseball, I will go with the full game rather than a first half bet in college basketball. I will do the same, go with the full game instead. So that's just a little bit of my philosophy, but I do think that defense is going to be very stout towards the first part of this game. So I do take a look at that as well. And I do think that in the end, the LA Rams are going to be able to get the job done. Like if you're looking for my personal score on this game, I'm going to be going with this being a, 17 to 14 game with the Rams being able to get the job done. I could easily be this, be seeing this more like a 20 to 17, but I think that it's going to be able to say relatively comfortably under the total. And I could see a situation which you wind up having like three field goals for one side and you wind up having one touchdown, something along those lines. I do think the kickers are going to get a relatively good amount of burn here. So that's where we're looking for the Super Bowl. Bengals plus four and the under of 48 and a half. And then if you guys are looking for college basketball as well, because as we know, there's more sports that are going on today, rather than just the big game that we're going to be seeing. I am going to be giving this out for DK nation. I am on the over in Nebraska versus Iowa in that right up. You're going to be able to find a little bit more on that in DK nation, but I want over 158 points. You've got a Nebraska team that's playing absolutely no defense whatsoever. It's hilarious. They're in the top 10 with guards possessions per game. Iowa's coming off of scoring a 110 spot against the Maryland Turps. And I mean, it's an Iowa game. You know that there's going to be a lot of points scored. They're second in the country with regards to fewest turnovers on a per possession basis, so that's where I'm going to be looking there. And if you're looking for a little bit more college basketball on the board, we've got you covered with regards to our VSIM Family a Podcast. Mine is the Coast to Coast Hoops Podcast, which you're able to find that wherever you're podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, right? we've got you covered with everything right here on VSON the Sports bank Network. We're we're coming at you with wall-to-wall coverage all about the Super Bowl. In-game, we're going to be having the BetCast. Pre-game, we're going to get you hyped up with things like Point Spread Sunday. All of us are going to be very hard at work to be able to make this as profitable of a Super Bowl as humanly possible. Right here on v Esports Bank Network.